Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Welcome, everybody, to the True Wealth Investors Podcast. I am glad to have you here with us because we have some amazing guests in here today. Local investors, uh, Andrea Bublitz and Abby Kalin of Bloom Investment Properties. And they have an awesome story to share. They're fairly recent investors. And so I know you're going to be inspired by really the amazing things they've been able to accomplish in a short period of time. So if right now you feel like you're sitting on the sidelines because it's too hot a market or it's tough to get that first deal, stay tuned, pay attention. You're going to love their story. So welcome, Abby and Andrea. Glad to have you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having us, Chad. Yeah, glad to. We've talked about it for a while and uh, so glad it finally came together. So fill us in. All right. Tell us what was you know, we know this is your first deal and you haven't been investing for 20 years or anything, but what was the origin? You know, how did you both, I guess, individually get interested in real estate investing? Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah, we definitely have not been doing this for 20 years. We started this journey about five months ago, just so recently. It's crazy to see how fast this has all progressed, but we were sitting, Andrea and I were sitting in my kitchen having a discussion and she had brought this idea to me of, hey, let's get into real estate. I've been researching this and I just want to explore something different. And at first I, I kind of looked at her like she was crazy and <laughs> thought, well, gosh, we know nothing about this. And she was kind of explaining to me different markets she was looking into. And um, she had such an excitement behind her voice when she was explaining it that it just it spoke to me and and she we talked about it for a little bit and then literally the next day i called her and said i'm in let's let's do this and you know i'll take a moment and i'll say a little bit about andrea and i um just on a personal level we are two single moms um both former military spouses we've been all over the country um for the last decade um and we finally put down some roots here in dayton ohio um we're both civilians now at wright patterson air force base and have been for a few years um and we became fast friends when we met each other about four years ago yeah i came from um hanscom air force base massachusetts and i was placed in abby's office and the day i met her i said I got to be friends with that girl. She <laughs> lights up a room. She has confidence. Oh, she's a great dresser. Oh, style. <laughs> Every day we were, we're not, you know, dressing to the nines for the office. I said, this is a girl I got to know. And as luck would have it, we ended up working, you know, yeah, you know, the same 40 team. plus hours a week for two, two years, yeah. I think. Yeah. And just, you know, all that is to say is we had a basis of foundation, trust, working together, working very collaboratively, filling in different roles. So when when this whole real estate idea started to germinate and started to spark our interest, it was kind of logical that we would do it together because we had already done a lot of life together. Our per, you know, our careers, personally, we had been very good friends, had been through a lot, had a shared background as being former Air Force spouses and now working for the Air Force ourselves. So 
So that wow. yeah, that was a great part for us. Oh yeah. And when she yeah, said I when she think had about the idea of not only being personal friends, but yeah. work mm -hmm. colleagues too. So you you've seen the professional side and the personal side. So oh yeah, this is a professional negotiator right here. Well, we both are. That's well, a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, you know, we fill in different gaps, and um, that's just a, a really great skill that Abby has, and I, I learned from her. It's a great negotiator. Well, thank you, and and Andrea and her curious mind, always looking to learn. It was just a natural partnership, and and like I said, I called her the next day and said, "I'm in. Let's do this." And and Chad, what's funny is like. We, the next, I think it was the next week, we booked a seven day course. It was like, it was at night. It was a few hours at night. We were taking this real estate course, um, just dove right in. And we were, oh my gosh, I don't think we slept much that week because we were just soaking up the knowledge. Like we want to know everything about real estate. And there was one night I was like, okay, you take the night class. And Chad, I saw you posted on um, a Facebook live group about like, it was a learning. It was like a, a forum you were hosting about seller financing. Okay. And I saw it and I was like, Andrea, you go to the class. I'll cover this. We've got to learn all this stuff. Yeah. And that's where I met you. <laughs> so, awesome. um, and I just peppered you with a ton of questions and you were so helpful. One of, of so many mentors that we found that have just really helped us along the way. It's been pretty cool. That's awesome. Glad to hear it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Andrea, we've heard Abby's side where you brought the idea. What initiated the idea with you? I mean, was it a late night infomercial? Was it a book? What, you know, what sparked that, that initial concept? Well, part of becoming a single mom and handling, you know, that just different way of life was me learning to make a lot more financial decisions and to start planning in ways that I hadn't had to plan before having been a military spouse and moved. I mean, I moved six times in the span of 12 years. I think Abby moved 10 times in the span of 10 years mm. our a lot of our life had been um you know directed by our former husband's career so taking over and really owning um the direction my life was headed was probably where you know it started but um you know throughout the covid 19 pandemic i had been reading about how people had been able to generate additional forms of income and how to plan for the future. And, you know, as we mentioned, we both have full-time jobs. We work for the air force and, and we're very blessed with our work and, you know, we both love our work, but I wanted something more. I wanted something to build upon and, and I wanted, I wanted um, more and I wanted more for my children and I wanted more for myself. And so I started off the year 2021, you know, New Year's resolution. I really had a phrase. So my phrase was, why not me? Um, if Joe Schmo can do it, why not me? I would hear men, you know, last summer uh, talking about the stock market and, and how the pandemic had in, impacted it and what they were investing in. And I hadn't at that time been a, an active investor. And I said, why not me? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I, Abby and I, we would share these things about what inspired us and what was driving us and how we were planning for the future. Mm -hmm. And real estate was just the next step of the why not me question. Why not me? Other people are property owners. What do they have that I don't have? Well, just maybe a little more experience. Um, and so I, I really started to consider what it would mean to be a property owner. And I got 
really excited about the idea of short-term rentals, specifically the Airbnb market. Um, originally, I was thinking where where that would be. That would be one of those destinations like Hawking Hills or Nashville mm. or even someplace on a beach in Florida. And I started very broad in my search and I narrowed it down to our backyard of Dayton, Ohio, which turned out to be a great market because it's not yet saturated. The choices are are somewhat limited for, for the guests, uh, whereas in a big city, the choices are you know endless. And so um, I don't know if I've, I answered the question very well, but <laughs> I feel like I've got a little yeah, off track. Completely. I mean, but, I, I really relate to, and it resonates with me, the, the concept of why not me, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel so many people, when they're trying to get started, they look at people who have some kind of progress in real estate, and they feel like that person has something they don't have, you know, mm -hmm. that they're smarter, or they had connections, or they, whatever it is, they try to give an excuse for why they can't achieve it. And I remember for me personally, when I started, what I told myself over and over and over was somebody in my market's going to make money in real estate and I'm going to work hard enough that I'm one of them, right? Mm -hmm. If I just keep taking action and working at it, I can do what anybody else can do. So I love your motivation and kind of mantra um, in this year. Yep. Yeah. That should be inspiring to anybody because anybody can say that, you know, why not me? So if you just study, work hard, and keep taking action, anybody mm -hmm. can accomplish these things. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, I love that you included your friend and you said, hey, let's do this together, right? That, that's I couldn't have done it without her. We just were, we're absolutely partners in the truest sense. Financially, we're equally invested, time equally invested, and just... Mm -hmm sharpening each other with our different skills that we bring to the table. So I, I, I couldn't have asked for a better uh, business partner. Totally sure. agree. We definitely agree. I mean, our, my strengths are like, we just complement each other. Well, she's my, yin, what is it? The yin, yin, yang. yin and yang. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely complement each other. Well, it works out really well. So I remember when we first spoke, we were on like a, it's like a, consulting call where you were asking questions and you were trying to figure out exactly how to move forward with your, I think you were looking at one deal at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like possibilities, you know, yeah. what are things we should consider? Do these numbers uh, work correctly? And I think it's really inspiring. A lot of people get to that stage, but you just kind of barreled through that stage. I mean, <laughs> in no time, you you know, had purchased a property, renovating it, renting it. And so that's awesome. Um, what was it when you were looking at those first deals? What was it about Airbnb um, that became your niche and your focus? Well, it was just some basic research, really. Um, I had um, stumbled across a really great uh, resource. And I'll go ahead and plug it. I have no financial gain in plugging it, but I'll let you know. It's called airdna.com. And airdna.com is a repository of data and analytics about the short-term rental market specifically. So it collects data from all around the world from 
you know, from the VRBOs, the Airbnb, the uh, fill in the fill in the blank, and it um, provides you, the investor, with some data points to know. Okay, you know, it, for here's an example: plug in the address of a potential home, and this website will help you understand what you may be able to expect for the average occupancy, the average daily rate, what's charged in that area, mm -hmm. um, how often it's rented, you know, um, all of these things, the number of bedrooms or bathrooms, the amenities that you offer in the home, all of those things are um, accounted for. And you really get some data that gives you uh, the feeling that you're making an informed decision. So mm -hmm. that, that was my primary resource was airdna.com and I used that to help us identify the Dayton market and different parts of the Dayton market where we thought a short-term rental would really thrive. Mm -hmm. um, but there was yeah. other things that we considered too and I'll let Abby talk about the other parts of Dayton that we knew would, what would bring people to Dayton? Oh, you know, Dayton's yeah. not some, you know, sexy city where you go for a, what? you know. Are you sure? Oh, a, what, <laughs> <laughs> It's not your Nashville. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not no Nashville, like that's for sure. <laughs> and yet people come people to come. Dayton and I'll let you yeah. know Abby talk about what brings people to Dayton and why it was a great location for an Airbnb. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and well, there's you first of all, there's University of Dayton, which that between students and parents and people coming there for functions, um, that is that is a big anchor there. There's other institutions that we had done some research that were, you know, going to be growing in Dayton that gave us an inclination that, hey, there, this is an up, up and coming market that's going to really appreciate. Um, a lot of the hospitals in Dayton, you know, all those went into our informed decision of like, hey, this is, um, you know, this is where we want to be. You know, it was easy to look in Nashville and say, yeah, that's that's attractive, but but it's saturated. It's quite saturated. Mm. My brother's actually in the real estate uh, industry in in, Na in Nashville, and it's it's much harder for him. So we 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 looked at that. We originally started our search in the historic districts of Dayton, um, primarily the South Park Historic District, because that was our goal. We thought, well, we want to be proud of our little Airbnb and have it like, you know, this funky color with some eclectic furniture that we may not have in our own homes. But man, wouldn't that be cool to have this, this fun little Airbnb? Yeah, we wanted to go eclectic, cutesy. We wanted it to yeah. be different and unique. That was our original, yeah. I guess, plan. Yeah, yeah, and we did. We made a couple of offers on some really cute homes. I'll never forget. We went to dinner at Roost in downtown Dayton. A great, great oh, Italian plug for plug Roost. for Roost. It's really, Roost. really good. <laughs> you want some fine Italian yeah. and a, like a beautiful atmosphere? Go to Roost, yes. um, fellas. Take your girl to Roost. Yes. <laughs> So we sat there and we drew on the back of our menus yeah. our first deal. Yes. And um, we constructed that it. Birthday. That was your birthday my dinner. Birthday dinner. Yeah, your birthday oh. dinner. We oh. sat there and drew on the back of 29. our menus. Yeah. No. <laughs> and it was just so funny. You know, the yeah. the the waitress uh, came over and she brought us some some extra, you know, some little drinks complimentary. She saw us work on our first deal on her birthday and we went in my car after and called our, our realtor and just sat there and and worked for the next hour. Uh, lo and behold, that that fell through. It did not um, it did not work out, and we were outbid. And we were pretty upset about yeah. that that property. However, 
um, what was our phrase? Onward and upward. Yes. We're moving on to the next thing. We're not going to waste time. If it's right, it's right. And it'll, it'll come to fruition. We lost a couple deals. We lost a couple deals. Yeah. Our first couple deals did not go through. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the time, and even now it's cooling down now, but at the time the market was so hot, every home had, you know, a dozen offers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we were outbid and we were even willing to go over asking in some cases. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we did. Yeah, yeah. And we did. And we were still up in. So it was discouraging. And yet like that, we were there to pep mm-hmm. each other up and say onward and upward. Yeah. Every time. And and we just moved on to the next thing. We never lost momentum. We never lost yeah. steam. And, but we did, we had to be realistic. We had to adjust our expectations Ooh. and we thought maybe we just need to go a couple miles out from where we want to be. We will get there. We still will get there. Yep. Um, someday. Yeah. Um, and we'll get our little home in South Park. Yeah. Quir- uh, a quirky with like a pink yeah. couch <laughs> and like some really just bright colors. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll give you first dibs, Chad, if you want to stay there. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I am certain you will get it. <laughs> you will get it. <laughs> but we did. We had to adjust our expectations and we went out a couple miles. We started looking in the Belmont area. Um, you know, data was showing that the appreciation, um, the homes were really appreciating it and would continue to do so in the future. So we walked in this little home. I'm so proud of it. It's our little Airbnb. It's a little home. And, and it has a beautiful screened in porch. And the second we walked in, we knew this is our house. This is it. Well, lo and behold, we were going to be the 18th offer, right? The 18th offer. Everyone else <laughs> thought it was wow. their little home too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and not even that. Do you remember was listed, when, um, It was listed yeah. on the MLS, right? It was. Yes. Yep. This was a traditional sort of home buy here on the yeah. MLS. Um, and yeah, as you're saying, yeah, cute, cute little home, two bedroom, one bath mm-hmm. on the sweetest little road in the quietest little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's just super charming. Little oh place. yeah. Oh yeah. And we thought something was wrong with the listing. Cause, cause I remember standing there with, with a realtor and we were looking and she goes, there's no offers. I, I don't know what's, I'm surprised. Oh, that's right. You remember that? I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, we thought no one was making an offer. We thought it was in the back. Oh, yeah. So we're like, we got this. <laughs> well, lo and behold, we found out that night we were the 18th offer yeah. and the window for accepting offers was going to close like within an hour. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh my goodness, this isn't going to work out. Well, our realtor called and was able to get it extended for us. She said, we have another oh. offer coming. We want to see this offer. So we were like, gosh, darn it. We got to put together a good offer. And I want Abby to tell you about the offer we made because so often we think in terms of in dollars and ROI and what we can get, but there's, you know, we can't ignore, there's always a personal element, especially when we're talking about a traditional buy versus like a wholesale deal, which this was not. Um, mm-hmm. So there was definitely the human element to our offer, our negotiation and and Abby will tell you more how you handled that was just yeah. awesome. Well, we, you know, we really try to play into the emotion of the seller. What does she desire? What does she want? What is she looking for? So we tried to just take what little we knew about her, what we could find out and play, play into that to try to accommodate that. 
we didn't need occupancy immediately. We knew what we wanted to do and we wanted to share our story with her. We thought, hey, if we're supposed to have this house, we're going to have this house. Um, so we wrote her a letter and we told her, Hey, this is our story. You know, um, much like we started this out this interview, you know, we're two single moms. Here's our story. We want to do this and grow, um, our business for, uh, to help our kids future and just to help have a stable financial future for ourselves and our children. And we would love to uh, purchase your home and, and use it as our first Airbnb. Um, we don't need occupancy right away. So we're willing to negotiate with that. So we didn't, we did go over asking, but not by much. And but what we put in the offer mm -hmm. is we knew that the owner was um, in a transition stage and wanting to live closer to her family, her grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And so our offer included a 60 day occupancy rate for our 60, I'm sorry, 60 day occupancy. Yeah. 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 After closing, willing to let the seller stay in the home for up to 60 days. That's how strongly we thought this was the right home. And we also wanted to give her the most flexibility as she worked to find her new living arrangement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I and I, yeah. And who knows what, what spoke to her the most and, and what, um, you know, caused her to choose us over the 17 other people. But, you know, we like to think that just kind of really just focusing our offer on, on not just the numbers, you know, and, and all of that, but just her, what she wanted, you know, the, the emotional, the personal element, we like to think that that had something to do with it. Um, I, I've been talking about this a lot recently. Um, same concept because the farm that I just bought, my dream farm, I got it because I sent a letter that said, I have four kids and I want to enjoy the outdoors. And I just talked about my family and said, I'm looking to buy and I will cater the deal to whatever your specific needs are. And when we yeah. closed the seller, he, we were hanging out. He wanted to show us his favorite restaurant in town. And we're just sitting there eating and he's saying, yeah, that was a great letter. I don't think I'll ever forget that letter. And it, yeah. it's just a letter, but it was a, that personal yeah. story, right? And it's so I completely agree. Yeah, it's genuine. Yeah. It's authentic. It's transparent. You know, yeah. he gets to know who he's dealing with. And yeah. I love that, that you're sharing your story. It's not just the numbers, right? It's your story. And you're mm -hmm. catering not only to their needs, but sharing who you are and who they're dealing with. So I, that's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really sharp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to think it's their home, you know, the, yes, they're moving, but they have an emotional tie to it. It's their home and, and they, you know, want to be able to know that it's taken care of and it's lived, you know, it's, it's cared for in, in the same way that they did. So, um, yeah. absolutely. I love your story as well. That it definitely means. So how long did it take for you to find out, you know, what was that negotiation process like? Oh, a couple days just a couple yeah. days okay. i think yeah, yeah she accepted yeah. our offer and the the 60 days that we you know were you know accommodate her to stay in the home ended up being much shorter so we ended up getting the home sooner than we thought we would yeah which was a win a happy a great story for us but we were willing to wait let her have her time um but we got it yeah a lot did. faster and everything, you know, everything works out. It, it really does. And and my 
we got, like like Andrew said, we got up much earlier, and we had all these plans. You know, a very detailed schedule laid out as Andrew and I do with oh, everything. We, we schedule <laughs> everything. <laughs> we have to. Yeah, we That's have to. The way our so life much. runs. Yeah, but this one, you know, when she said she called us one day and said, "Hey, um, I'll be out this weekend," and we go, we just thought, "Oh my gosh, yeah, like, we're not we're not ready. Our we're not ready. Isn't set up. You know, what are we what are we going to do?" So we literally, it was so funny. My, my parents were in town and I was so thankful for that because my, my dad, um, I'll just shout out to him. He was, he's such a handyman and he basically just devoted that whole week to us and turning this property in a week. We, from the day we got occupancy, uh, to when we were ready to go live was what a week and a half, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so short, but fully furnished. Uh, oh some yeah, painting done, some electrical work, the exterior steps. Yeah. I mean, we worked our tails off for, oh, we to did. get that thing out because our 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 goal was, hey, the sooner we get this listed, the yeah. sooner we start cash flowing, generating cash and, flow. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so and, and we yeah we worked yeah. hard and your diet was unreal helpful oh, yeah. so helpful. So how did you finance the deal? Was it traditional financing with the bank? Mm-hmm. Okay. We did. We did. We we both um you know together with our own resources were able to you know do a traditional thirty year mortgage with a bank. We had a a mortgage broker we had worked with previously, so we were able to call him and let him know. Our plans. Um, that's how our first deal went. We're we're excited to make different deals going forward. We realize we're not going to be able to personally bankroll every deal. We'd like to get mm-hmm. smarter and you know and work with other investors and lenders and things. Um, but for our first deal, it was just the two of us in the bank. Yeah, sure. And I know for a lot of people in with an Airbnb, kind of the rehab or how you decorate it is something new kind of, you know, unknown. So how'd you handle that process? How did you decide like how nice to make it? Or did you have a theme with your remodel or, you know, what was that like? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, that's a great question. Um, we definitely had to play into the, the character of the home and we wanted to, which is, it's more, you know, we talked about one of this eclectic home in South Park. It is not that. It's more traditional because uh, that just went with the, the character of the home. But we thought, you know, we had listened to a lot of podcasts and done a lot of research on other Airbnbs and kind of how they furnished. And a lot of people, you know, if they're trying to like turn it real quick, you know, they'll go to like one store, do all the furnishings and then, you know, move on to the next. And, 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 and nothing wrong with that concept, but we wanted this home to be... Um, just, just a comfort, a comforting little oasis that felt like a home away from home, but we also wanted to do it on a budget. So instead of just going to like, you know, one store like Ikea, for for example, and just buying everything and calling it good, we would take days where we would go to, you know, um, Macy's, um, clearance section and furniture, you know, which was great, by the way, we found some great deals. Yeah. That Dayton mall, there's like a Macy's clearance yeah it's a furniture clearance yeah. we got some crazy good Great deals there stuff. yeah yeah we that found awesome. a um well, on facebook marketplace a, a lady that restores furniture so we got our um you know our dressers for the bedrooms off of that beautiful and, oh, dressers yeah. and you got three of them for like 300 i mean we got we got some Whoa. steel of yeah. We went, you know, of course we bought things brand new as well. All the dishes we had to furnish the kitchen. It's mm-hmm. a complete kitchen with everything you need. So of course yeah. we, we bought everything yeah. new there, but when we could get secondhand or refurbished, 
we, we were of course wanting to do that as well. Mm -hmm. And, but, um, but it is charming. And to Abby's point, we did kind of go with the feel of the home. The home is, it is traditional. It is, it's sweet and it's cozy. And, um, you know, I think, I think each home that we, you know, accumulate going forward, I'd like to keep that same concept. You know, it it should go with the neighborhood or should go with a home or it should Mm -hmm. feel right um, for that. So we kind of go with the flow. And um, I, I will say this, Abby did some great research on what really matters to guests. And she did find some amazing mattresses that our guests frequently comment on. Like it was like sleeping on a cloud. I never slept so well, but she did her homework. And she said, Andrea, these are the mattresses we must buy. And I said, done, do it. Uh, the same with the towels. Like oh, we have yeah. luxury towels. So we knew when to cut costs where we could and when to um, spend for quality when it really did matter. And things like towels mm. and your mattress and um, the couch or the TV, like those things that where people would spend more time, we were willing to spend yeah. the money to for quality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So a week and a half renovation and decorating, that's that's pretty amazing, much less the fact that you were doing a lot of very specific things at multiple locations. It wasn't just one Ikea trip. So that had to be a really interesting week and a half. Oh, yeah. It was pretty funny. I, I'll just like paint a picture of a, t- of a typical day. We would be over there, you know, in the morning, my dad and I would be there either painting something or, or he'd be fixing something and Andrea and I would be out. Do you remember we, there's like a, there's a concrete walkway up to the the door, like the <sighs> stairs. Yeah. And we were, we were painting, we were repainting the con, you know, Andrea and I, I was sanding. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. I don't really know tools, power tools. <laughs> I mean, Okay, you know, we did it, but but I can learn. All right, whatever, whatever the job demands. Although dad was so patient with me. I got to plug my dad too. My dad came out a couple weeks later after it was already listed and and being actively rented. And we took a day, I took a day off work. My dad and I went, my mom watched my two little boys. My dad and I did some repairs that he, he's a very skilled um, carpenter and just a general contractor. And he came in and spent a day with me doing some other like other items yeah. that need to be done and yeah. we had yeah shout out to our dad oh, yeah. they were awesome they really to us this. we love our dad but you know it's so funny because we would spend the day at the house and then we'd come home thinking okay we get to come home and rest and, and go to bed and start the day tomorrow but but we'd co- I'd come home because all the the furniture we were you know going to put in the home I had delivered to my personal house so I'd come home from a long day at the Airbnb to boxes huge boxes at my front door and and like oh we're not going to bed for yeah. And dad, my dad and I would stay up for a couple hours putting together furniture, a desk, a, a bed frame or whatever. <laughs> and we'd start the day the next day. But, you know, after that week, week, week and a half, we were able to sit back and just go, wow. You know, I mean, it was just such a, an accomplishing feeling, you know, and, and we had a photographer come in um, that we hired to do our professional photos. And up until what, like, Five minutes before she got there, we, we were still we were like still placing final items, much yeah. like the shows. That you oh, see. like all those shows were like they're yeah. cooking and there's seconds left to plate the food. Yeah. That was us <laughs> in the house. Yeah, like last minute. Oh, that layup. That, that. yeah, yeah. It's funny. It can be done. Yeah. So, what <laughs> were, were your feelings? Things? You know, as you had the final pictures taken, the listing was going up, and it was, you know, that that moment was coming where you would see whether there was a response to 
to your unit or not, what, what things were going through your head at that point? Yeah. Well, I, I, I will say we were, I remember my dad looking at me going, you've put in so much work. I, and he's very, he's more risk averse. Uh, and he would say, I, I hope this all pans out. I hope this all works out. And I want Andrea to share the story of, of cause you were working in the, in the background, the Airbnb site setting that up while yeah. we were doing the maintenance. Yeah. So, you know, we divide and conquer with her handling things and me handling things. And one of my things was to actually get it listed on Airbnb. And you know, it was a process to get the photos, the description, the, you know, the cleaning, what you offer, the amenities, just to get your site listed. And um, we had this plan. Our plan was, well, we kind of wanted like a, you know how restaurants do, um, what do they do? A dry soft run or soft opening, opening yeah. soft opening, yeah. where they have friends or family come to the restaurant, you know, order, and they can kind of work out the kinks. So our plan was to have our uh, really wonderful friends, Alexei and Paul, rent the home for the first night because we thought we can get honest feedback from them. If anything goes wrong, either with the site itself and the, you know, the credit card or the, or the, the address, we thought, better to go wrong with a friend who we can, you know, we can flex with them. Um, Or if we forgot something in the kitchen or the bathroom or, so we had this plan. I'm on the phone with Alexi and Paul and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm almost to that point. It's going to be listed. Are you ready to book? Cause they were going to get online and they were going to book. So I finished it, I think on a Thursday night. Yeah. And I called them. I said, okay, go ahead and book. And they said, well, we can't, well, we're trying, we can't book. It's not working. I got, I don't know why. And I'm troubleshooting. I'm messaging the Airbnb site and nothing's working. And finally I said, we're going to bed. It, we'll figure it out in the morning. Hopefully you guys are, we can get this figured out. The next morning we wake up and we have our bedroom, our bedroom, the home was rented, but not by Alexei and Paul. <laughs> Someone, somehow there was a lag from when I posted it and when Airbnb made it go live, yeah. there was a lag. So our friends weren't able to book it someone else was. And we immediately, so we had to call, call them and say, oh, well, we actually have a paying guest in and and I guess we'll just. Hours. Yeah. How amazing. We woke up to it. Yeah. And ours have yet to stay there because we have sustained on average about a 90% occupancy since we went live with the home at the very last week of May. May 21st. We went live. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, and we have guests that co- that come for one or two nights. Mm-hmm. We have guests that have stayed for two weeks. So it really runs the gamut mm-hmm. of of the type of stay and the guest. Mm-hmm. Do you try to manipulate that at all and put minimum stays during certain periods or anything? We have. Um, we typically uh, require a two night minimum. However, if we look at a month, we have a couple. You know, the next month's coming up, and we see that it's not booked as much as we would hope for we'll turn that off and we'll allow one night stays i mean we would prefer two night longer because it's just you know there's it's just easier for us to manage it because there's a turnover process when a guest leaves and before another guest comes um but we flex we flex and we flex daily we flex with our pricing it is you know it's not some stagnant rate we are flexing Mm -hmm. with the the days of the week we're flexing with what's going on in the city what's going on with the university so we we use the term that airlines I think develop this called dynamic pricing and we really embrace that as as much as we can. And Airbnb helps with that. They have what's called a smart pricing tool, and they kind of do a little bit of market analysis to recommend what the prices should be, you know, mm-hmm. at various times depending on you know the time of the year, what's going on in the area. But 
you know, if I were to recommend or give advice to somebody that's considering an Airbnb in the Dayton market or any market, um, you know, it just takes it, it, you get out of it, what you put into it, you know, yes, you can turn on smart pricing, um, and just kind of let it go and let it run itself. Um, or, you know, if you have a little more time to vote, you can kind of say this month, um, it looks like I have a day here that's not booked and a day here. Maybe I remove the two night minimum and reduce it and say, you know, they stay one night and, and maybe we'll raise the price a little bit. And, and literally nine times out of 10, when we've done that, it's gotten booked. So it's Mm. just, um, you know, it just takes some intentional um, decision-making and a little bit of more time kind of play around with the pricing. Um, And, and, and honestly, we've, we've noticed uh, some great returns with it. That's sharp. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're willing, will you take us through the numbers of your purchase price and rehab costs and, you know, kind of what your gross income is in a month, something like that? Yeah. Um, so the, the home was listed, I believe, at 112. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Yes. May have been 110. Yeah. We went in at 112.5 is what we oh, closed is that, at. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. 110 and we closed at 112. Yeah. So okay. it was at 112.5. Mm-hmm. And um, as we mentioned, we did a conventional mortgage, um, which you know, a 25% down a little bit higher. Yeah. The the lender said as we were using as a rental and investment property, um, they needed 25% down instead of 20. So that was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Andrea and I each brought equal, uh, equally to the table, our down payment. And um, then as far as what the rehab cost was minimal, um, about 7k, about 7k to fully furnish this two bedroom one bath. Yeah. I guess when rehab, it it definitely was Uh not a full flip. I think that the majority of the cost was, was, was the furnishings. Yeah. Yeah. We had some electrical work, some painting, some repairs that we repaired that Mm -hmm. one, that large vent. Um, but it was, it was definitely not a a flip. Um, it was just Mm -hmm. some minor things that needed to be done. And then the furnishing, and all told, that was about seven k. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you're about one hundred and twenty thousand all in when you're ready to list mm-hmm. it. Okay, right. and kind of what's your average nightly rate, or or what are you seeing monthly at this ninety percent occupancy? So you know, having only been doing this a few months, our data is limited. So I want to I want to say that first. There may be other months coming, uh, less travel dense months where our numbers could be lower. Um, and where the occupancy rate where we have around 90 now could be down to 50 or 60. Mm-hmm. Our goal is over one year to average a 70% occupancy rate. Um, so that I'm just putting it out there. We, we don't have years to tell you, this is these are the hard and fast numbers. So I can tell you the numbers we have now. Yeah. Um, our expenses per month to cover the mortgage, the utilities, the um, the cleaning supplies, the replacement of towels and things like that is about $900. Um, and in the month of June, we, our revenue was about just 3K. Mm-hmm. So our net was about 2,000. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know, um, and that was at a 90% occupancy. <laughs> so you can just do the numbers if the occupancy is closer to you know, 60 or 70% or lower, of course, that, that, that net, you know, profit is going to be a lot lower, but um, as long as we're clearing 900 a month, then this is paying for itself. 
Mm-hmm. Well, in <clears throat> if you just compare your deal to kind of broad numbers for people looking for their first deal, if a 1% deal, it should have rented for like 1200 a month, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the basic benchmark. Right. But you're up around two and a half, three percent on your deal, which really is unheard of unless you're going into very rough areas and you know you you tackle a lot of headaches to get that. So mm-hmm. um, just looking at broad numbers, that that's awesome. Um, especially, I mean, that's awesome for any deal, much less your very first deal and your first okay. few months in in really managing it. So. So you should feel great about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we you. feel good. But now we've got that. We've got the, um, the, the hunger. Yeah. And the itch. We've got to do it again. We're yeah. trying yeah. to find our next property. Yeah. Now that we've done it and we, we kind of had to mop our brows after getting that thing listed. We had a couple yeah. of weeks where we were like, like coming yeah. down from all that work and excitement and yeah. stress. Even. <laughs> but now we've got the house, we've managed it. We've got a good flow of managing the property. And now we're like, uh, Where's the next deal? Yeah. We're actively looking for the next deal and we're excited for whether that will be another Airbnb or we'll do a more long-term rental. I think we're looking for the deal right now. Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Okay. And you have a, you know, when you look forward and you plan, you're big planners. I know that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, do you have a vision for what the end goal is, whether that's five years, 10 years, 20 years? Um, is, is there a certain structure you want to have or number of doors that you want to accomplish? I, <laughs> I feel like we've tossed this around a lot. And I don't know that we have, I'm afraid to say, cause yeah. I don't know if I'm on the same page with her, no, but I, well, I know where you are. I mean, <laughs> I, I want, I want to have yeah. 10 properties in the next five years. Like, I think that's a doable goal. I mean, my first, when I first got started, I was so like, I was like, so drinking the real estate Kool-Aid. I'm like, Abby, 10 properties in the first year. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a little, a little bit of a firecracker. She's like, okay, let's, let's a little bit more realistic. Because when I go, I go all in. (laughs) But you know, at one time, the market did accommodate that goal. It it hasn't really, for the moment, we chose to get into real estate. So, but you know what? We have not been discouraged by that. We've been, we've adjusted our expectations um, and we've taken that time to learn. So yeah, we've done Airbnb, but we're not married to Airbnb. You know, we might say we'd love to try our hand at a burr, you know, an actual rehabbing a property and get our hands started. Rehab. Mm-hmm. What refinance, was refinance. Thank you. Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, um, and, and or long-term, you know, we're not, we just kind of don't want to stovepipe ourselves um, right. because we want to a go where the best deal is, okay. but yeah. B just continue to learn. You know, one of the, the big, biggest things that I'll, I'll say inspired me, uh, Andrea has a similar story is I read the book, um, rich dad, poor dad. And um, I know it's a popular one. If you haven't read it, I I highly recommend it. And the main concept is, you know, yes, we're working for our money uh, with our day jobs and and we have that and that's predictable and that's steady and stable and and fantastic. But how do you make your money work for you? And if the deal is right and we're able to do that and sustain long-term growth, um, then that's where we want to be. And if we can learn along the way and inspire each other and help each other Mm -hmm. and, and grow our partnership, man, that's success. 
and you kind of have a similar just yeah and I guess another thing that inspired me was just that it was a it was a TED talk and the TED talk was about um what is the greatest indicator of success in life if you were to line up some school children and you say who's going to who's going to be successful. And the, um, the presenter on Ted talk arrived at the conclusion that it wasn't necessarily intellect. It it wasn't their IQ score that determined success. It was how bold someone was willing to be because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to be bold to make some of these moves and to take some risk. And so, um, yeah, being bold is is another phrase that we talk about. We want to be bold in our world. We want to take some bold risk. And what's great, you know, is that we're doing it together. It's real scary to do something on your own, but doing it with Abby. And I'll just say real quick, we we did form a true partnership. We have an LLC. We have a business name. We have pink business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which look yeah. great. Yes. We have pink business cards. Oh, yeah, I'll show you our pink business cards because I said, hey, you know what? everyone's got a black and white business card and you know, and they all look great, but we're bold. But we said, Hey, (laughs) we are women. We are feminine. That's not a, that's not a weakness. That can be our strength Mm -hmm. too. And so Mm -hmm. we said, let's make beautiful pink business cards. And so we did. Oh yeah. (laughs) Here they are. And they're glossy. Was it a pearl finish or something? Mm -hmm. They're satin. Oh, they're, yeah, they're pretty. They're not scented. Well, we should send them. That's next level. That's next level stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but the, but a great point is is be bold, not to be confused with with reckless or uncalculated because no. we are measured in our decisions. But you know, if I could give anybody advice, you know, that is that is on the cusp of wanting to get into this or or just maybe scared to take the leap, do some research. Yes, continue to learn, latch on to those mentors and people that you're finding, but take the leap, take the jump. Um, and, and then the rest just kind of fit, you can figure it out along the way as you go. You're never going to learn at all. Well, we learned along the yeah. way from others yeah. and I'll, I'll real quick, I'll plug some other female investors and realtors that we worked with and, and the men too. And, and Chad, I don't mean to disregard you. We've worked with a lot of great men too. <laughs> we love you men. We do. Disregarding me, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not disregarding you, but I will say this it is inspiring yeah. as a woman to see another woman do it. It, it makes me think, mm-hmm. oh, she can do it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And we met some great, I'm just going to drop some names. We met Maggie and we met Rachel and just women that are much further along in their real estate and their investment careers. And they they did not look at us as competition. They looked at us as friends and they uh, you know answered our questions and, and took us along with them. And kind of, you know, we just see us be successful yeah. and that also inspiring uh from a woman's standpoint because because sometimes women don't work that well together with that regard but but we found the opposite yes, we found absolutely. women working great together of course our partnership we work great together we found other women that are just there to lift you up yeah. and help you along the way and it's that's been really great mm-hmm. great part of our story too i like it and i i really see the benefit of the partnership with both of you as well because you know when you're bold Plenty of people have bad things to say, you know, they'll, they'll criticize what you're doing because you're trying to stand out. And I really like that, that as long as the two of you are encouraging of each other, it's much easier to dismiss those other voices uh, that you may hear along the way. And that you found so many other encouraging voices um, in the local market is awesome too. 
Um, so that should be a great encouragement for anybody who's investing to just, you know, that word of encouragement to a new investor is really important and valuable. You know, we shouldn't just. It really that, is. Yeah. Talking with you early on was was very valuable. Mm-hmm. Talk, going to going to there are real estate groups in Dayton, going to these events and mm-hmm. meeting strangers and, and talking about what you're looking for. I mean, those were mm-hmm. all great. We found overall just great so helpful. People have yeah. been awesome. And and men and women and young and old and every every, you know, just run the gamut of people that you'll meet at these realtor um, groups. And yeah. it's, that's been really cool. Too. Yeah. And we've tried to attend a lot of them. We usually go together. Um, so if you're listening and you're in the Dayton area, please come out to these events. We'd love to meet you and have a conversation with you. They've We've really met a lot of great people uh, along the way and, and just continuing to build our network and, and just great friends too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It doesn't have to be all business. Like we've oh, met yeah. some great friends along the way, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. for everybody listening, you know, what is you know, a lot of people will listen to your story and you've had success in a short amount of time. And I I know you have future goals and other things, but you have had success in a short amount of time and you've overcome a lot of obstacles along the way, you know, not being able to find deals, one of 18 offers on the deal that you did get. And so for other people who are seeing those obstacles, what is your why or what is it that really pushes you um, to continually overcome as you run into difficulties? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, each other. We really inspire each other. We push each other. Um, yes, we have similar backgrounds and, and you know, we want to build a future for our, our children. And um, and they see that and they, they help push us too. I mean, our, our kids... We have kids between the ages of six and nine. We each have two kids and they've helped us along the way. They come to the property with us and they they clean and 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 help us out. And, and to see them see us be successful and 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 just be proud of us, that alone is so inspiring. Um, but honestly, um, you know, this gives us a, an element of growth. Um, and an ability to just grow our, our, our knowledge base and um, push each other in ways that is just, you know, outside of our normal careers. But it also has expanded our friendship, you know, mm-hmm. because, I mean, yes, we're bold, but, you know, I remember going to our first real estate event to meet people and we latched onto each other. It's like, don't, <laughs> don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> I was so me. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that you have, you know, I have my best friend here with me is just that's, she keeps me going. She keeps me going. I'll, I'll say it too, you know, and, and I, and we said before we even did this um, interview today that the, you know, I know this is a real estate topic podcast is about real estate and deals, but like our story is our friendship. Yeah. And um, we, we do, we, we inspire each other. We push each other. We hold each other accountable. I mean, this is a woman who will tell me like it is if I'm going on, they're on the wrong path. And I love her for that. And, um, she thinks differently than me. I've come with an idea. She's got a different way to do it. And sometimes that's the better way. And I love that we can combine forces. Iron sharpens iron. Um, you know, there's, I can't remember what book it is now, but you know, it says essentially you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? You know, who you mm-hmm. surround yourself with and in that law of attraction, yeah, the law of attraction, mm-hmm. who you spend time with, you know, you end up, you know, being more and more like them. So um, 
we spend time together and we, we try to be intentional with who we spend exactly. our time with, you know, going to these events, meeting other experienced investors, meeting you, Chad, getting your words of advice, listening to your podcast which we've listened to many, yeah. you know, you, we were like, Oh my God, we found this podcast during Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, we, 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 um, we push each other. I think just the desire to grow and learn, there's something innate there in both of us yeah. in our careers. We operate the same way. Um, we, we like challenges. We like to push ourselves and that's just that, that makes life rich. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I love it. I love your story. And um, I'm really grateful that you came on today um, to share your story. And I know that for people listening, it'll be inspiring to them, um, not only give them information, you know, the how to, but just the inspiration to keep going, you know, when they don't know the how to or the next step that that's part of the process. So thank you very much for coming on. I know people will be inspired by it. I know your kids are inspired by your actions and, and what you're doing. And that means a huge deal as well. So for people who want to continue to keep track of what you've got going on, that next deal and where you're moving to, um, how can they follow you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our our uh, Gmail account is Bloom Investment Properties at gmail.com. And Chad, if we're able, we'd love to send you that a, a link to that email address and maybe a link to our Airbnb so people can, can look at and contact us there. And yeah. um, maybe we can list our contact information, um, our, our phone numbers, maybe there as well. So, um, you know, if, if we had the opportunity to give back in ways that um, people have given to us, we'd love to take that opportunity if anybody uh, would love to talk to us and, and needs a kind of some inspiration or some motivation to get going in, in this regard, we'd love to um, help out in any way we could to give back. Sure. Well, I'll include all that information in the show notes and I encourage anybody, if you wanna learn more, definitely follow Abby and Andrea. And if you're hesitating on reaching out, think in your mind, they're able to do it. Why not me? Right. Why not reach me? out to them? And uh, I, I know they they have great hearts and would be happy to help out or answer any questions. So absolutely. Thank you so much, Chad. Really enjoyed our time with you. Thank you. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Thanks again for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.